Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hello, thank you for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, and I'm the Communications Projects Manager at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, I am happy to be sitting with the Executive Director of NCIA, Aaron Smith, who's also the co-founder. How's it going, Aaron? Hey, thanks for having me. It's always great to be here uh, with you, Bethany, and, and all of our great listeners out there. Absolutely. And we're going on two and a half years of this podcast soon, which is pretty exciting. Um, Speaking of time and the passage of time, you founded NCIA nearly 10 years ago at this point, and a lot has happened, to say the least. Uh, Let's just briefly talk about what things were like 10 years ago versus now in 2019. Oh, wow. Um, well, there's, uh, you know, like you said, a whole lot has happened uh, around the, the legal, the development of the legal cannabis industry and the policies affecting our industry. Of course, uh, in 2010, when we founded NCIA, there was no adult use cannabis laws on the books anywhere in the country. Uh, and, there had, and there weren't for another two years And Colorado and Washington came on board. Uh, and we had, I think, maybe one piece of legislation uh, that had been introduced in Congress. Uh, maybe two uh, dealing with you know marijuana reform issues with with a very small handful of uh, you know liberal Democrat uh, and libertarian Republican co-sponsors, <laughs> and now I, I honestly uh, couldn't even tell you exactly how many are pending at this very moment. But we're, there have been dozens of uh, pieces of legislation uh, pending, and we have uh, about a third of the House co-sponsoring uh, some of the positive legislation, and and more and more. Uh, opinion leaders and thought leaders around this issue coming forward and calling for not just uh, incremental change, but full adult use and tax and regulate cannabis like alcohol across the country. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. What a wild ride it's been. Um, Mostly positive. So from here, when when you look at the future, how would you describe your vision for the future of the cannabis industry at this point, and and has that changed from what your what your predictions or view was ten years ago when you when you started NCIA? Um, you know, I, ultimately, we want to see a future where uh, adults are never uh, in danger of being put behind bars for using uh, a substance safer than alcohol, and and we want that substance to be regulated uh, in a manner similar to alcohol. Uh, in a way that is accessible to small businesses and entrepreneurs from across the country, uh, not consolidated into you know the larger larger corporate corporate cannabis, so to speak. Um, although those those businesses should have an opportunity to to grow and become uh, larger employers. But we know the the vision really hasn't changed. But we have got to where we are now through incremental progress. You know, seeing. You know the the new legislation on you know incremental issues like banking reform and 280e, which I think we'll talk about those a little later. 
to, to building momentum behind these incremental reforms uh, toward that day when we can actually pass uh, comprehensive legislation. And there's multiple versions of comprehensive marijuana legalization bills out there too. Uh, so, you know, I think the vision remains the same. Uh, I, I'm continually uh, pleased with the, the way that the, the progress has been going uh, steadily and almost exponentially at this point. Uh, you know, we have uh, a lot of uncertainty in this White House and the Department of Justice, but uh, it's, it's been, you know, certainly just seeing the new, uh, the new DOJ uh, head, the new, the, the new attorney general is who's, I think, as we speak right now, testifying on the Mueller investigation before the Senate. Uh, but he happens to, you know, uh, Attorney General Barr happens to have a very, very different opinion of cannabis than, than his predecessor or even uh, oh, the yeah. Obama administration. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I think it goes to show that regulation works, uh, which is one of our hashtags. And uh, it, it's not going to happen overnight. As you said, these are incremental changes toward a goal. I totally agree. Um, so here we are, 2019. NCIA as an organization has grown as well. We have 25 staff members and counting, and I think I was employee number five. Um, and we have nearly 2,000 member businesses nationwide at this stage. And we're going to talk more about lobby days in a bit, but generally speaking, how would you describe NCI's role in the cannabis industry today and some of the important things we're working on, which you've already mentioned? Well, NCIA, uh, you know, first and foremost, represents the industry uh, broadly, meaning that we represent uh, the, the political interests and the economic and social interests of cannabis businesses of all sizes across the country, different verticals within the industry. And we are working toward that day when we have a, a more of a free market approach, uh, yet regulated approach to, to cannabis. And we've, you know, NCIA has developed uh, over the, the last couple of years beyond just the, the work that we're doing in Washington, D.C., which is so very important and why we founded the organization in the first place. We've expanded that work uh, year after year after year, uh, expanding our D.C. office and our presence on the Hill. But we've also added uh, so many different member benefits uh, for our members, networking opportunities, exclusive access to information, uh, the ability to things like this podcast and abilities for our members to get their uh, get their uh, name out there into the industry and their ideas and, and thoughts out there. Uh, and we're going to continue to see uh, more more member benefits rolling out in the year ahead and into next year as we prepare for really uh, the post-prohibition uh, era at NCIA. Yeah, looking forward to it. And in the meantime, uh, our members are doing a really great job of getting involved. Um, we've been we've been uh, hosting uh, committees. Sorry, uh, we've had committees, member driven committees on various topics uh, throughout the organization and industry. And those members in those committees are they're writing really helpful white papers uh, to give advice to our members on everything from marketing advice, finance advice, insurance advice. So we're really uh, becoming more sophisticated and getting smarter and we're doing it together, which uh, is really great. And we also have the policy council that's also producing some really great white papers that are a bit more higher level policy recommendations, best practices. Uh, so there's, there's a lot going on here, definitely. Um, in addition to all the other benefits that we've been 
packing on to our membership to, to provide value for them. Absolutely. So the most exciting event of the year, um, and arguably, I think, you know, one of the most valuable events that we host is our annual lobby days. And it's right around the corner. Um, it's our ninth consecutive year in a row heading to Washington, D.C. with NCIA members and telling our stories to members of Congress. How are you feeling about things this year? Uh, this is always, you know, one of my uh, favorite events and favorite activities of the year uh, for, you know, in terms of being able to mo help move the dial in DC, but also in, in a way to bring our members together behind that work and connect with one another. Um, and, you know, as, as you think you said at the top of this, that uh, the regulation works and our message and we take to DC is being able to show how regulating marijuana is working in the States, whether it be medical cannabis or adult use cannabis uh, and, uh, demonstrating the the fact that you know not only is this good public policy, but uh, introducing members of Congress and their staffs to the real people, the human beings that are behind uh, this you know this this wonderful industry of ours. And uh, this this year is going to be, I think, the most uh, impactful yet. Um, and maybe I've been accused of saying that uh, year over year, but it's actually true. <laughs> it is true. Um, you know, we just had the House turnover uh, the, from the Republican majority to a Democratic majority. Uh, there are 89 new members of, of Congress on the, on the House representative side and nine new senators uh, that are taking up uh, the cannabis issue from a, from a federal perspective for the first time. Uh, this is an opportunity for uh, us to be able to take those meetings with these new, new members that are, that are getting, uh, getting acclimated in D.C., uh, and uh, with the momentum that's at our backs with, you know, so much happening at both the state level and the federal level, uh, we are seeing a reception in these offices uh, in D.C. more than we ever have before. I think the last I checked uh, with our, our uh, wonderful government relations staff, we had over 150 meetings already scheduled uh, as of now, and we still have a few weeks to go before we, we get to, to lobby days. And, um, you know, I think that the more that we can continue to um, demonstrate that regulation works in terms of, of creating jobs and revitalizing economies, uh, but also in uh, in terms of public safety, uh, that the, the more data is on our side, uh, the closer we're going to get to finally reaching the point where we've, we've gone over the tipping point and uh, we have federal law that at a minimum defers to states and allows states to, to enact their own policies. Uh, and ultimately, what we really want is federal law that taxes and regulates cannabis coast to coast. Yeah, that'd be ideal. Yeah, it, we already have hundreds of NCIA members who have registered and uh, we're looking forward to seeing seeing that number double. And I, I believe we were able to hit every congressional office in one way, shape or form last year and possibly the year before as well because of the numbers that we have of NCIA members showing up. So let's keep up that momentum. Um, we're going to take a quick commercial break and then we'll be right back to chat more with Aaron Smith, NCIA's executive director. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. In 2018, the National Cannabis Industry Association saw a 60% increase in congressional co-sponsorship of their priority legislation, the federal legalization of hemp, as well as the election of a new Congress expected to be more cannabis friendly. 
NCIA will host our ninth annual Cannabis Industry Lobby Days, May 21st through 23rd in Washington, D.C. Join in, advocate for our industry, and forge a unified front with the industry's most politically engaged leaders. NCIA members from across the country descend on Capitol Hill for our annual Lobby Days event to tell their stories and advocate for federal reforms needed for our industry to reach its full potential. Make your plans now to be at the National Cannabis Industry Association's 9th Annual Cannabis Industry Lobby Days in Washington, D.C. Register for Lobby Days and learn how NCIA works to advance the cannabis industry's policy agenda every day at www.thecannabisindustry.org slash lobby days 2019. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now about a game for your phone gonna make you say wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds till they bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crap, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth sheepskin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z dot com. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we are back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany, and we're chatting with NCIA's Executive Director, Aaron Smith. Uh, obviously, Lobby Days is right around the corner here, May 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. Super excited to be heading to D.C. soon. I hope those of you that have registered have booked your flights and got your hotel all squared away or your Airbnb, whatever works for you. Um, we're looking forward to seeing you. Um, so, Aaron, let's let's go over some of the priority legislation that NCIA members are going to be educating members of Congress on starting. So let's start with banking since there has been so much progress already just this year. Yeah, this is uh, the safe banking act, which stands for the secure and fair enforcement uh, banking act, which was uh, introduced uh, just a couple of months ago, uh, reintroduced uh, by Congressman Ed Perlmutter and Denny Heck on the house and Senator Jeff Merkley over in the Senate um, has the uh, I, I think has the most uh, the best chance of, of actually being enacted into law this Congress. Uh, it's received two hearings already on the House side, uh, with a, getting out of the House Financial Services Committee just a few weeks ago with a forty-five to fifteen vote, including uh, eleven Republicans. I think. Yeah, that's wild. Um, the the co-sponsor stands at one hundred and sixty-nine co-sponsors as of today, and it seems like every day uh, more and more are signing on, and that's because. Uh, you know, when, when NCIA, just put it in perspective, you know, when NCIA started, this was an issue that hardly anybody even knew about. 
uh, and it's it's really evolved into an issue, at least on the Hill. We knew about it in the industry, but not on Capitol Hill. Uh, but now it's, you know, one of the issues that there's somewhat of a, almost a, I dare say, almost a consensus on the on the House side uh, that this is a priority. And we're, you know, we have some more challenges on the Senate side. And that's uh, another reason to come out to D.C. to talk about your, uh, as a, if you're uh, an employee in the industry or a business owner, uh, I'm sure you have some stories about how the outdated uh, banking regulations as they relate to cannabis affects your business, your, your, your safety even, unfortunately. Uh, and we need, we need those stories told uh, in, the, in the halls of Congress. And that's what Lobby Days is all about, uh, especially over in the Senate. We, uh, Senator uh, Crapo, who's the uh, Senate, um, I, I'm sorry, he's the uh, chairman of the Senate Banking Committee, which is, you know, ultimately is jurisdiction over the Senate version of this bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he represents uh, Idaho, which is one of the three states left that doesn't have any kind of <laughs> marijuana law. And so this is not not a priority for him uh, because it's not something that he's dealing with in his state. Uh, but, you know, we we uh, need to make sure that we're there to really uh, educate uh, leadership like that, as well as the rank and file on both sides of, on how to, you know, why this is important and how to move this forward. Yeah, yeah. Let's go meet him and shake his hand and, and uh, chat with him and tell him what's going on. And on the subject of telling our stories, I do want to mention during one of the hearings, NCIA asked our members uh, to submit testimony. And I'm shout out to all the members that spoke up and uh, submitted their testimony about how banking has impacted their business. We were able to submit, I, I want to say almost a hundred. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah th- that's amazing. I'm glad we were able to do that. It really uh, underscored our argument for for safe banking. Um, so some other issues that we focus on include hemp policy, social equity, veterans medical access. Um, let's let's talk more about some of these other legislation focuses, especially um, our new hemp and CBD coalition. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, the uh, the farm bill uh, last year that was enacted into law for the first time included provisions that uh, would would effectively legalized uh, industrial hemp, and then also created a path forward uh, for the regulation of uh, hemp derived CBD in states where that's legal, uh, and has tasked the FDA for uh, to come up with the rules and the regulations around surrounding the manufacture uh, and distribution of of CBD products, which uh, if you've watched the cannabis industry at all, uh, it's it's uh, hard not to notice that this is a, a an area of great growth within the industry, uh, but has been, you know, completely unregulated and actually actually under a prohibition scheme for this whole time. So we're really excited to uh, have leveraged NCIA's position as the uh, the largest cannabis industry trade association in the country to pull together a coalition of over seventy advisory members who. Uh, represent uh, cannabis or CBD hemp businesses, uh, entrepreneurs, as well as policy experts, medical experts, uh, to advise NCIA in the rulemaking process and uh, inform ultimately FDA uh, through a testimony that uh, their upcoming hearing on May 31st in Washington, D.C. on uh, sensible regulations around uh, the, the manufacture of CBD and hemp products, 
that balance public safety, public health, as well as the the needs of our uh, of our business members to to be able to thrive. And that's that's uh, really telling that we've kind of pivoted into a, a you know, regulatory affairs and rulemaking, which is something that you know the cannabis industry is is really used to do, dealing with at the state level, but at the federal level, uh, we've just been up against prohibition and. Uh, you know, this is the first time that we're really, you know, working with a with a executive agency uh, on the regulation of a cannabis product. And I know it's it's not THC, but it's a cannabis product. And I think that this will set the stage for uh, down the road when we're when we're working on other cannabis products. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we you mentioned uh, social equity. We also uh, are rolling out a, a publication that that outlines the social uh, priorities for. Uh, ensuring that the social equity provisions are included in in state and federal legislation around marijuana, so that uh, those who have been most impacted by the the uh, war on drugs and and the the flaws of mar- failed marijuana prohibition, people of color and other uh, minority communities uh, have a leg up and an opportunity to participate in this new industry uh, that's that's growing so quickly. And uh, we're we're actually uh, going to be hosting a, a luncheon. Uh, with or a breakfast, I'm sorry, uh, on May 23rd in Washington D.C. to roll that paper out, and we have already have some members of Congress of uh, the Black uh, the Congressional Black Caucus uh, who are going to be speaking at that. Uh, and this is uh, something that we've we've proudly done uh, in, uh, in in a, in a relationship with the Minority Cannabis Business Association. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's it sounds like we're in a little bit more of a position to be proactive on some of these issues now instead of on the defense. Uh, so that's, that's probably a nice change of pace. <laughs> um, what else is our big focus this year? Anything else? Yeah. So, you know, the, the, for, as far as incremental changes, uh, we mentioned, we talked about banking. We're also going to be sharing stories with members of Congress about 280E, which is a, a crippling policy that, that uh, from outdated federal tax policy that prevents businesses from taking their ordinary deductions and it's keeping the industry from being able to grow and reinvest in communities. Uh, and we're also going to be working on the uh, big picture legislation like the Marijuana Justice Act, which uh, is probably the uh, one of one of our um, preferred uh, legislative vehicles out there that would that would tax and regulate cannabis, but also uh, addresses some of the social equity issues and, and through uh, prohibiting uh, federal funds to go into to states that have disproportionate incarceration rates for people of color, which which sadly is, I, I think, all of them at this point, mm. um, as well as, as uh, uh, you know, pushing for the support of the state, uh, the States Act, which is more of a, a very basic bill that allows states to, uh, or it allows businesses within states that have some form of regulated marijuana to operate uh, outside of the Controlled Substances Act, and it, it addresses many Many, if not all, of the the, the more industry-related concerns, um, including 280E, and uh, you know, I think that uh, again, this is really about putting a face on the industry. You know, it's one thing for us and our, our lobbyists in DC to to work this every day on our members' behalf, uh, but it's so much more powerful uh, to tell the story, you know, in a personal way. Uh, that you know that only those who are directly impacted by this uh, can, and that's what Lobby Days is all about. Yeah, awesome. Well, well, thank you for going through some of those key pieces of legislation that we'll be focusing on uh, this year and every year <laughs> uh, until they get resolved. Um, we're gonna take a quick commercial break in a minute, but uh, when we come back, 
we're going to dive into specifically what Lobby Days is all about, uh, what it's going to be like, and uh, just talk a little bit more about what's going on at NCIA. So stay tuned. We will be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. The National Cannabis Industry Association's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo returns to San Jose, California's McInerney Convention Center July 22nd through the 24th. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com and take part in the most influential, award-winning cannabis conference and trade show hosted by the cannabis industry's only national trade association. NCIA's Cannabis Business Summit and Expo offers attendees three days of engagement and interactive programs. Arrive early so you can participate in our pre-conference workshops and off-site tours. Join hundreds upon hundreds of exhibitors and thousands upon thousands of attendees at NCIA's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo, July 22nd to the 24th in San Jose, California. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com. That's CannabisBusinessSummit.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we are back and we're wrapping up our conversation with Aaron Smith, NCIA's Executive Director and Co-Founder. And we've been chatting a bit about our key pieces of legislation that we focus on, uh, particularly this year at Lobby Days with hundreds of NCIA members. Again, NCIA's Lobby Days is May 21st, 22nd, and 23rd in Washington, D.C. this year. And reminder, friendly reminder, NCIA members must register in advance to attend. As Aaron mentioned, our GR team is already setting up meetings with hundreds of congressional offices and forming the teams that will go navigate them. So please, if you haven't registered, get off the fence and register. The website's thecannabisindustry.org slash lobbydays2019. And there's a lot going on if you've never been before. So let's go ahead and talk about what those three days are going to be like. We're also launching a new VIP day. 
uh, on the 21st, the first day, which is something we haven't done before. So let's start by talking about what the reason is for VIP day and what, what that's going to be like. Yeah, the, the VIP Lobby Day is uh, going to be an exclusive event for members of our PAC Leadership Circle, which is a new program uh, that we launched at the beginning of this year for contributors to the NCIA PAC of $1,000 or more. Uh, one of the benefits they get is uh, access to this VIP Day, among many others throughout the, the year. Uh, and our PAC, just you know, to back up, is our Political Action Committee uh, that NCIA uses to contribute to candidates who support the cannabis industry running for Congress. Uh, and it's so important that we are able to support the uh, financially support these campaigns in the system that we have. It takes a lot of money to get elected to Congress. And we were really proud to have been able to uh, raise a great deal of, uh, and spend a great deal of PAC money uh, over this last election cycle, uh, helped elect 50 members of Congress who were champions on our issue. Uh, and uh, the, the VIP day is sort of, you know, partly an opportunity for some of those members of Congress uh, to meet in a more intimate setting with uh, the contributors of, to, their, to, the, to the NCIA's political efforts. Uh, it will include a series of, of meetings uh, on Capitol Hill, as well as a, a luncheon with some of the newly elected uh, members of Congress that were supported by the PAC, uh, as well as just some other, uh, some other surprises for our PAC leadership circle folks, and we definitely encourage anybody uh, listening who's a member of NCIA or, or, or even if you're not, uh, to get involved with NCIA and call, uh, if you have more information about the PAC, uh, give us a call or, or send us an email at info at thecannabisindustry.org. Cool. Yeah, thanks. And surprises sounds pretty fun. So looking forward to seeing what VIP day is going to be. <laughs> um, so of course, there's the actual lobbying itself, the, the going and sitting down and talking with the members of Congress and their staff um, and how that works. We group people into teams. So between three and five people that are NCIA members will be put into a team together and we send them off to various pre-scheduled meetings with these congressional offices. So um, are you going to take meetings this year, Aaron? And uh, are you excited about visiting any particular offices? <laughs> Um, well, you know, first I wanted to just also kind of back up and talk about the, um, the, the way that, that Lobby Days works because I know that um, sometimes, you know, somebody, if you're, if you're buried in your, your business, uh, you're not really, you know, you're, you're not a professional lobbyist. We don't expect you to be, but we make it really, really easy. And as, as Bethany, as you said, we have uh, teams that are led by uh, seasoned uh, Lobby Days veterans, uh, so to speak, who have attended in the past and kind of are used to navigating the hill. Uh, we also have an app that uh, all Lobby Days attendees will, will be able to download that will have your schedule and talking points and uh, all the information you need just right there at your, at your fingertips. Uh, we also have uh, some uh, online uh, uh, webinars leading up, up to Lobby Days that, that if, once you register, you'll get information about uh, with some training and tips and tricks on citizen lobbying and then a mandatory uh, breakfast training uh, in person in DC on the 22nd. Really want to uh, demystify this for you uh, as much as possible uh, and make it as easy uh, as possible to, to participate in the system. Uh, for me, you know, whether I take meetings, uh, I, I, I tend to uh, go with the flow and jump into the ones that, that I feel uh, in the moment I, I should be in because I do like to kind of sit back and also just listen to what our members are have to say. 
Um, so I'll, I'll bounce around to some different teams and, you know, it's great to hear, it's great for us, not just me, but all of us on the staff, uh, to, to also hear directly from the members of what kind of, you know, what they're facing back in the, in, in their, you know, in their day-to-day business. Uh, and, um, you know, really, cause it helps us amplify that message. The other 362, three days a year that we're, that we're in DC doing this, doing this, uh, without having 300 of, of you in town. So, um, and, uh, of course also, you know, really, really important that we get in front of these new members of Congress. There's, you know, between the house and Senate, there's, there's almost a hundred, uh, new fresh faces in there that, uh, are dealing with some of these issues for the first time in many cases. Uh, many of them are, are generally supportive, but they, you know, they still need to learn uh, more about the issues. And, and, and so even meeting with those members of Congress who really support us is really, really valuable because, uh, we want them to be armed with as much information as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing what those new uh, members of Congress are like, uh, especially since some of them replaced some members of Congress who were not friendly on our issues. So we really have a great opportunity here, I think. Um, so as we wrap up the show here, um, I want to encourage everyone to get more information about Lobby Days. There are blogs and videos from previous years you can watch to really absorb what it's like. Um, head to our website, thecannabisindustry.org, specifically thecannabisindustry.org slash Lobby Days 2019 for more information. All right, well, Aaron, thanks so much for sitting down with me today and, and really talking about this exciting event, Lobby Days, that we do. And uh, I'm looking forward to being in D.C. We're right around the corner here. That's right. Yeah, thank you for uh, having me. It's been a great conversation, and I look forward to seeing you and everybody uh, in D.C. as well. Awesome. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Until next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.